Did your parents ever talk to you about money growing up? For a lot of people, myself included, they were less talks and more scoldings. You know, it's things like money doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> and what are you doing leaving the refrigerator door open? <laughs> you know? That's our guest this week, author, speaker, and family dynamics expert, Amy Dupree. A few episodes back, she gave us tips on how to broach the subject of finances with our aging parents. And she's joining us again, this time helping us talk about money with our kids or any young family members in our lives. Because they start learning about this stuff earlier than you might think. One of the interesting things is that there's some research that shows that kids' ideas about money actually are pretty well formed by about age seven. But even if your kids are teenagers and you haven't yet had the conversation, whenever you can start it, now is always the best time. And with International Women's Day right around the corner, Amy also tells us why these conversations are especially important to have with our daughters or the young women in our lives. Because we know that in families, they tend to not get it as frequently as the sons do. And think about what the goal is here. It's raising kids that will be confident, competent adults with money. So this is about helping women have more control of the money in their lives. Amy's got some practical, approachable ways you can start down that path regardless of gender, age, or propensity to leave the fridge door open again? You know how much butter costs? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm Stephen Maurice, and this is Perspectives. Amy, welcome back to the show. Thanks, it's great to be here, Stephen. So we're talking today about teaching financial literacy to your kids. Maybe just talk a little bit about how kids learn in general about money. Do you have a memory from childhood that shaped how you think about money or what your first exposure to personal finance was? I think I am pretty typical of a lot of people in that I don't ever remember my parents teaching me specifically about money. I don't remember us sitting down and saying, okay, there are these important lessons you need to learn about money. I mm. remember money comments and conversations. And, you know, Stephen, I have the opportunity to do a workshop where I talk to people especially women, about money. And one of the questions I'll ask is, what are the messages you got from your parents around money? And mm. they're very consistent. You know, it's things like money doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> and, and what are you doing leaving the refrigerator door open? <laughs> you know? Often people just got these kind of messages or don't spend money, don't have debt, but without real teaching opportunities, which is what we're talking about here today. Yeah, I'm not paying to heat the neighborhood, I think is the one that I got most <laughs> often. But um, what kind of dynamics do you see in the family around teaching money? And also, I guess, like, has it changed? What you just described, has that maybe evolved or parents, I think in some ways, parents are more transparent with their kids about a number of different things. Is this one of them? Do you think parents are better at that kind of conversation than they might have been in the past? I think parents are becoming more aware of the need to do this. And I think some of that is from media messaging and social media messaging. Mm -hmm. There are lots of resources. If you do just a Google search and say, teaching kids about money, tons of things come up. Or you get on Indigo or Amazon. There are over a dozen books about teaching kids about money. So clearly, people are talking about this more. I'm not sure that means that they're necessarily doing it consistently, which is right. the different issue, I think. Actually, in the U.S., T. Rowe Price did some research that showed that kids who have frequent money conversations with their parents are better positioned to be financially responsible in adulthood. And right. frequent is the key here. And right. they actually tracked, they encouraged this for parents to talk weekly to their kids about money. Hmm. So these are short conversations, obviously. Yeah. 
And they saw an uptick on that during the pandemic, that more families had weekly conversations, maybe because they were all stuck inside together. It was easier to do it. But the idea here is consistent. So I do think parents are doing it more. And let's expand this because it may not just be parents. It could be aunts and uncles or grandparents. We don't have to limit to who's having these conversations with kids. Right. And what about school? Are kids learning anything about financial literacy or money there? I think that really depends on the school, but often I hear parents say, I wish they would teach this in school. That's what I hear more. So I think most kids aren't getting enough of it in school. And what's the best approach, do you think, for how to talk to your kids about money and when should you start? I think as early as you can. One of the interesting things is that there's some research that shows that kids' ideas about money actually are pretty well formed by about age seven. Mm. <laughs> so you can start as preschoolers. You know, even two to four-year-olds can play around money. You mm. can give them things that they can buy in a pretend store and do things like that. You can have kids have a piggy bank that's transparent, that they can see the money growing in the piggy bank. So there's lots of ways to start the conversations early. I do want to say, if you're listening to this and your kids are teenagers and you haven't yet had the conversation, you didn't miss the money boat conversation with your kids. There's plenty of conversations that can still be had. Whenever you can start it, now is always the best time. Seven years old. That's very young to have sort of fixed views on money, to have been exposed to it enough to have a view. I know, to have some view of money. And you know, I think there are fun things you can do around this too. We often think this has to be a a serious conversation. What if we turn that on its head and say, how do we make these conversations more fun? For example, I knew of a family who wanted to instill in their kids a donating habit, giving money. And so what they did was every year they had each of the kids find a charity or some group they wanted to donate to, and they had to do a little presentation on it to the rest of the family as a fun thing, you know, and then they would vote as a family who was going to get the money. Mm. And so it got the kids exploring different ways to give money, and it became a family project instead of Again, just sitting down and having a serious conversation. Other people getting kids involved in planning a vacation and looking at not just where they're going to go, but the cost of all those things and Mm. what they're going to do. So you start getting kids thinking about choices that we all have to make around money. That, okay, if we go here, it means we can do this, but maybe it's expensive in this way, so we can't do this other thing. So, you know, I like to say more is caught than taught. And, you know, well, we pick things up in the ether. So you asked me about my own family situation. And I said, I don't really remember a lot of conversation. Mm. What I do remember is there was a feeling about money in our house that was not positive. It was an anxious topic. I knew my parents worried about it without anything being said. You just, you know, you can pick that up as a kid. So as kids, we pick up a lot of lessons by observing our parents who are role models to us, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people would have been shielded from some of the financial situations that might have taken place in their homes. But you're saying, you know, talk to them about it and maybe not just about the, you know, the fun stuff like vacations or giving to a charity that you like, but the bills and, you know, what things cost and Mm -hmm. all of that as well. Right. And think about what the goal is here. It's really financial literacy. It's raising kids that will be confident, competent adults with money. And so what does that take? And you know, you don't have to be a financial expert to do this. Just look at your day-to-day life and how you have to deal with money. That's the way to start. Right. And is there a difference between how you might talk to, say, your son versus how you might talk to or teach your daughter about money? 
I think it is different. And we can back up and say, you know, why is this so important as a topic for daughters compared to sons? It's important for everybody, obviously. But there's some specific things we need to consider about daughters that is worth mentioning. You know, research reveals some really important facts and differences. We know that women tend to leave the workforce more than men for caregiving and parenting, so they have different career paths at this point. We also now have more women remaining single than ever before. 90% of women will be solely responsible for their finances at some point in their lives. And one of the things that always strikes me when I read surveys of older women talking about how they've managed money and what they would do differently, consistently they say they wish they'd gotten involved in their finances earlier. Mm -hmm. So you can see the setup here is we got to do something different. Now, I just read something very interesting, and it was a survey about mentorship. They surveyed 1,000 girls aged 13 to 18, and 93% of those girls surveyed wanted mentors right now in these ages to become more financially literate. So the girls were actually saying, I could use some help with this. So you can see the setup is we need to do something a little different. We also know that women tend to see themselves as less confident around money than men do. Mm-hmm. And there are major confidence issues. Now, you know, I always joke confidence and confidence are not the same thing. So sometimes perhaps men overstate their confidence. But oh, yeah. but we actually we, often do, actually. <laughs> we do have some research though that shows that actually there is some confidence issues with women around money too. One survey showed that fewer than 20% of women can pass a test on retirement income literacy compared to 35% of men. Now, Mm. obviously, the 35% isn't great either, but that's a big gap in knowledge. So we want to both teach daughters about money to close the confidence gap and also that knowledge gap. I think that's the key thing. And I think, Stephen, the messages around money to girls and women are still quite different today. You know, we think that's all evened out. Mm -hmm. But I have a daughter of a good friend who I'm very close to. She's now in her late 20s. When she was in her mid-20s, young professional, we were talking about her dating life. And she told me, you know, if I go out with a guy and he doesn't pay on the first date, I don't go out with him again. Well, I was floored. And I said to her, really, you're making as much money or more than these guys. And, you know, she got a little embarrassed because she realized, well, this Mm. probably isn't the most politically correct thing to be saying, but it's how she felt. I want to tell you she's not alone because surveys show that women still tend to have men manage the money in their lives. Mm. They tend to put that task off to men. So this is about helping women have more control of the money in their lives. Right. And you know firsthand how important that is. You do a lot of work with the Scotiabank Women Initiative, which is all about breaking down barriers for women in the financial space. So given all that, how should we talk to our daughters about money? How should those conversations be different? I don't know if it's different or if we need to encourage just teaching this to women. So I would say to you, yes, women need to learn more about how to do investing and money management and all these things we know are important topics, but they also need to be empowered to be more confident and to feel like it's important to take control. And I'll tell you one of the things I think that helps this, Stephen, is when they learn some of those facts I shared with you. Like, wow, I'm 90% that I'm going to probably manage my own money at some point. Mm -hmm. I should probably know what I'm doing. They can have the role models of these older women who are saying, I wished I'd done this sooner. So I find just sharing some of that empowers women to want to learn about these things. And 
for daughters, right? So if you're the mom or the dad listening to this, think about how important it is that your daughters really get this education. Because we know that in families, they tend to not get it as frequently as the sons do. And it's not just about end of life and maybe their partner dying before them. I mean, many women will be just single and managing their own lives through their 20s. Maybe their whole life, because a lot of women aren't marrying today and they're just going to be managing their own money forever. So feeling confident about that's key. Right. Does it matter who the lessons come from? Whether it comes from mom or dad or... I don't think it does. I would say, though, that this is about teaching and modeling. So if you're talking daughters, obviously moms are great role models Mm -hmm. for their daughters, but dads have lessons to teach their daughters too. Again, we said it could be grandparents or aunts and uncles, but it's back to that thing I said before about more being caught than taught. If you're the mom listening to this... Think about how you manage money and your involvement in money and what your daughter's seeing. Does she see you as disengaged around money or does she see you as an active player in the family finances? There's a lot being conveyed by that. And, you know, one of the things sometimes people say is, well, I don't feel very confident about money. How can I be teaching Mm -hmm. my kids? Again, you don't have to be a financial expert. There are resources out there and maybe it's a learning together around some things. And- Do you think there should be a difference in the way parents talk to their kids about money depending on their own financial situation, whether it's a family that has lots of money or another one that doesn't? I think the topics may be different, but the key here is to have the conversations. Mm -hmm. I've worked with families at all sorts of financial levels, and I can tell you that people who have significant financial resources often struggle with these conversations as much or more as people of more modest means. So the key is getting into the conversations and thinking about what the goals are for your particular family situation. They may be different on what you need to teach your kids, but having the conversation is the key thing. And again, these conversations shouldn't be just one big conversation. They tend to be bite-sized and had over time. When you open the door and have a good first conversation, it makes it easier to continue to have a dialogue around money. So start early, talk to them regularly, adapt it to your circumstances, find resources. Any other tips? What are the key things people should be taking away? I think if you can share lessons you've learned, it can be great. So example, if you're making choices around money right now, we all do it, right? Mm-hmm. If you're paying off a credit card, you know, you can share why you're doing that. Right. If you're making a choice, I'm not buying this and I'm buying this, you can explain what the thinking is behind that so that your kids start to get the lessons. And then conversely, and I have a daughter who's turning 20, and we've been having conversations lately about money quite a bit. And I've said, I want to share some of the things I did not do well because those things impacted me in this way, and this is how, knowing what I know now, I could have done it differently. So you can share your mistakes as well as what you're doing well, and that can help your kids. You know, you can speed up the learning curve that way. I also have a daughter turning 20, and we have those conversations too, but mostly it's just, no, you can't have any more. <laughs> uh, I have that conversation frequently too. <laughs> Sometimes I'm better at teaching other people these things than implementing them. <laughs> Amy, thanks so much for coming back on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure. Thanks, Stephen. I've been speaking with Amy Dupree, author, speaker, and expert on issues related to retirement, caregiving, and family dynamics. She's also a consultant for Scotiabank and the Scotiabank Women Initiative. A couple episodes ago, we had Amy on to give us some guidance on how to talk to your aging parents about money and their finances. 
If you like this episode and haven't checked that out yet, please do. You can find it in our feed and we'll link to it from the episode description as well. The Perspectives Podcast is made by me, Stephen Maurice, Armina Lagaya, and our producer, Andrew Norton, who I teach about money through an imaginary currency called Stephen Bucks. He currently has zero Stephen Bucks. For a transcript of this episode, visit our website, scotiabank.com slash perspectives. We'll see you next time.